Can a marriage survive infidelity? We dig deep to explore this thorny question. Join me, Jean-Claude Chalmet, and founder of The Place Retreats and a featured columnist for The Times, with Amy Cooper and Louise Daniels, on The Place Retreats podcast. Search Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite Android app. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, Louise. Hi, Amy. And welcome to all our listeners to a really pants edition of your next episode. I like what you did there. Okay, yesterday I downloaded the NHS uh, COVID-19 app. Um, I can't see any reason not to. Um, and there's, it doesn't you know, ask for any personal data beyond the first three letters of your postcode. That's all that's required. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a lot of people sort of going, oh, worrying about data and the government knowing what I'm doing. And, and, and I just, you know, my way of thinking is I've, you know, I've actually been perfectly happy, like prostituting myself all over social media for absolutely for years, yeah. plastering, you know, all sorts of personal details about my life, you know, just for likes. So, um, I mean, even just that picture of two people <laughs> clinking some champagne glasses yeah. to announce either, you know, births, deaths, marriages. I mean, like, it, it is all up there, yeah, isn't it? It's all, all there. It's fans. all there. Yeah. So, you know, downloading an app that could help us all get back to doing the things that we, you know, like to boast about on Instagram. Um, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Absolutely. Do you know what? I don't want to get too political because let's face it, um, even though I am obviously a, a wealth of all knowledge when it comes to that <laughs> stuff, <laughs> clearly not. I think what it is, it's a mistrust mm. of... of, of it, there, there is just an inherent mistrust, isn't there, of yes. of the systems, whether it, whether no matter which way you lean, mm. but just um, is this going to be left on a train or something yeah, on, a, on a USB stick? Do you know what I mean? Because they're just all fuckwits. I know. I no know. matter red, blue, whatever, green. Yeah. You know, like like I think it is just that thing of sort of like it's the incompetence. The, yeah. yeah, and and and, I, and but like you say, it, with a couple of clicks, you can find out pretty yeah. much you know anything about. You know, m- most people. I know that obviously some people aren't on WhatsApp. Some people aren't on um, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, and those and- people, maybe I would understand if they were, like, yeah. you know, questioning it. But, uh, like, literally, well, obviously I've only seen people questioning it, people who are, they're questioning it on Twitter or on Instagram. <laughs> like, you know, you fucking stupid. Like, yeah. just, no. Yeah. You yeah. know, just, like, it doesn't make any sense. You're being a moron. Yeah. Stop whinging. Download the app. Do you think there's also <laughs> an element of, because obviously the way that things have played out, and even though we were we were such good boys and girls, weren't we? Mm. We all did as our told and we, we all we all stayed in. Mm. But yet we're kind of getting kind of 
blamed for things mm. getting spiked up again. And it is a thing of sort of like, hang on a minute, we, we've done as are told. Mm. There is an element of that, don't you think? I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'll be downloading it because I'm a mm. rule follower and, yeah. you know, I'll just... I, you see, I'm a little... Am I a rule follower? I am a, a rule follower, but I will sort of question stuff. Um, but um, I'm still feeling, again, the other thing that I'm slightly bored of people whining on about is, you know, that, oh... That, uh, that we haven't got this sorted yeah. now and we haven't got, you know, and they should be doing their... And, and I'm still slightly of the opinion of, well, I mean, I know, yes, I know that, you know, there are things, you know, absolutely monumental cock-ups and cover-ups yeah. that have gone on, but also we're, we're still dealing with something water, that yeah. we don't know about. Yeah. So just stick the bloody mask on, yeah. download the bloody app. It's yeah. not going to hurt anybody and it might be useful. And, and if it turns out not to be, you've lost nothing, you yeah, know? Absolutely. And if you just Google Google Earth, zoom out a little bit and look at the bigger picture, mm. which is if this could potentially help, like you say, it's the first few mm. letters of your postcode. Yeah. Um, I mean, where we are geographically is, is sort of, we, we've, We've been very, very lucky, yeah. haven't we? We haven't had a spike, but that's yeah. not to say that that wouldn't happen. Well, in, it tells in a few you months. your risk geographically yeah. as well. I don't know how accurate that is, but yeah. I like that. So, um, it says we're medium risk where we are at the moment. Amy. Oh, really? Yeah, we're not okay. Give too much away because stalkers <laughs> and things, you know. <laughs> oh, if only. Yeah. That's when you know you've made it, isn't it? When somebody's hiding in your rhododendrons. I know, I know. But you're going to get that app downloaded, aren't you, this afternoon? I yeah. am. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> shall I? Shall we go on and talk about our guest for today? Oh, then. Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so our guest today is the CEO of Playful Promises, which is a lingerie brand but with a difference. They do really beautiful lingerie. And I'd just like to make it really clear that absolutely we're not getting paid or sponsored or I've not anything. even had a thong out no, of this. No, like, like absolutely nothing, no. Um, but the reason that we um, asked uh, Emma to, the, to be on the... Um, podcast is because the brand is really is all about celebrating and valuing all women not just the young thin ones if you look on um the playful promises website and look on their instagram feed you'll see that they are absolutely committed to diverse imagery and have been for years like you know way more before it became cool in the fashion mm. industry to throw the old dogs you know or the plus size ones an occasional bone um you know they <laughs> So, um, you know, they've been they've been doing this. They've been consistently valuing mm. their customers of every age and size um, and they make beautiful lingerie for them. So if you so if you're over 25 and bigger than a size 10 and thought that Marks and Sparks was your only option, think again. I think we always do talk on this podcast about diversifying your feed. Obviously, all of us are most of us are looking at some kind of online content. And actually, if you th this is a really good thing to, to stick in your feed so that you do see stuff that's you know we do see so much online that makes us feel shit about yes. ourselves yeah. we talk about rabbit holes quite a lot on this podcast where one thing leads you to another which leads you to another and this is a positive one to run down I think absolutely absolutely and it should be normal you know for women of all ages sizes and appearances to be represented across the media yeah. it shouldn't just be like you a know novelty. A, yeah. yeah like a a bloody campaign or, a, you know, and I think that lots of brands will do that sort of moment in time where they get some um, older models or some plus size models or, you know, um, in and it's like a box ticking exercise and they're like, yeah, right, well, we've done that. But Playful Promises, like when you look at their Instagram feed it's and their website, it's, it's consistent and mm. has been for quite a long time. You yeah. know, they are, it's a really diverse... Um, 
set of imagery and and models. Um, And we're delighted to have Emma Parker on the podcast. And that's coming up in just a second. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi Emma and thanks for coming on the podcast. Hello. Hello, hello. So we've got loads we'd like to discuss with you about ideas and imagery that perpetuate around lingerie and the fashion industry in general. But first of all, can you tell us about your brand, Playful Promises? Tell us a bit about it, please. Yeah, of course. Um, So I started it about 15 years ago. Um, You'll probably be a bit surprised to hear that um, I never really liked fashion. Um, I always thought fashion was really reductive. And when I was growing up, especially like in the 90s, fashion very much existed on making women feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. Like you were never, you know, you always had to buy something to improve yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I sort of became a teenager and in my 20s, I really loved dressing up. And then I realized that, you know, that fashion could be really fun Mm -hmm. um, and it could be used for self-expression. And so I wanted to start a a lingerie brand that was about feeling good mm. and you know enjoying fashion and not about making people feel inadequate and like all this nonsense about you know wearing the right size bra and like I'm very much about where bra is comfortable that yeah. fits yeah. you that you're comfortable with um apart from the fact it's really patronizing to tell women that they don't know if their own bra fits um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and that's a whole different thing um so, and then also I sort of um uh, I guess I was always a very sort of sexual person when I was growing up and um, I always thought that sexuality was something to be ashamed of. Mm. Um, And so I very much wanted that to be part of uh, our brand and that we never sort of shamed women's sexuality. Um, And it's just sort of grown from there over the last sort of 15 years. Yeah. I mean, doing a bit of research, the largest demographic Mm. of lingerie buyers is people between the ages of 30 and 45. But you wouldn't know that from looking at most of the the campaigns, would you? You know, like when we think of a lingerie campaign, like they portray the average customer as being sort of like a teenager or or very early 20s. What's going on? Why is that? Um, I think it's just a bit of a a sort of hangover where... Mm. 
um, we've sort of, as a society, we're moving away from sort of understanding that the women don't need to perform to the male gaze all the time yeah. um, and that they should be expressing themselves and how they feel comfortable. Um, I mean, and that can be, you know, really sort of sexy and conventionally sexy. You know, there's nothing wrong with that if that's, that, if that's, that's good for you. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but we're sort of, we're sort of opening up. And I think the fashion industry is slowly catching up. It seems, um, the retail seems to be lagging a bit, doesn't it? Because, yeah, mm-hmm. and actually it's it's encouraging that you would look at that and think, oh, God, that just looks a bit, like, dated and naff now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's really interesting because um, I, I do think that's why sort of our brand has been growing so much in popularity mm. is because of brands like Victoria's Secrets, mm-hmm. um, they just aren't listening to their customers. Yeah. They, no. they, they, it's, like, it's almost like they're, they're trying, but they can't quite hear. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like brands like Arsenal and Savage Fenty have come along. And I think we've proved that women want to see you know, women are really diverse. Yeah. Mm. And therefore they will, you know, this diverse range of women want to see people that look like them. Yeah. yeah. And Playful Promises really is committed to diverse imagery and, and has been for ages. And it's, that's really clear. Yeah. You know, um, your website, your Instagram feed, you know, that you value yeah. customers of every age and size. Well, it's really interesting. When we actually look at our, who's like in like Google Analytics, who's buying our underwear, as you said, Women of all underwear, all ages are buying underwear. Like yeah. we have a we have a spike around um, the age twenty five to forty five is like the core demographic, but women that are like uh, sort of forty five to sixty are buying underwear from our website in the same kind of numbers as women who are eighteen to twenty four. Right. So this idea that it's all young women buying underwear is just it's. I mean, I've got data that tells me that isn't true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. do you think that we th- we think that that's the case because of people? You know, uh, brands like Victoria's Secret, who are there? Uh, I mean, obviously, their demographic would be very young women because that's all that they're portraying. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's sort of it's it's an interesting thing. I think it. I think it's good because I think even Victoria's Secrets, if you have a look at their website, they haven't um, sort of got past the 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 young thing yet. But mm. they are trying to use more different body types and. Uh, less conventional models which is a good thing I know like a lot of people perceive that as box ticking um, but I think it's it's still a good thing I don't know do you know um, the professor Robert Saposky he's no. like this okay he's really cool he's a neurobiologist um, you can actually listen to all his lectures on on like YouTube he, like, he lectures at Stanford about like neurobiology oh. and um, he did one of the things he talks about is about how people kind of react negatively to things they're not familiar with mm. um and so even if big companies are only box ticking by having diversity in this moment it sort of doesn't matter because you're exposing the wider public to all of these images they're not used to seeing yeah mm. and it just normalizes it mm. and yeah. it's it and that's like a really positive byproduct of that i think right do you think it makes a difference to women if they see diverse imagery a lot more, you know, on Instagram, websites, et cetera, you know, particularly when it comes to lingerie and swimwear. So much. Um, so recently um, it was Disability Awareness Week and um, a, a young lady called uh, Lucy Mae Dawson got in touch with us and she was like, you've you've got hardly any, um, you, you never used dis- disabled models, there's not much disability representation in fashion. And we're like, well, we we don't like to do something just because it's Disability Awareness Week. We're generally committed mm. to, to yeah. diversity. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you've you've got a good point here. And anyway, so we she asked us if we gift her, and we did. And then we gifted. She introduced us to a whole raft of people on Instagram that we sent out gifts to. Oh my god, I was it was such a learning experience for mm-hmm. me. I was so taken aback by. I had no idea like how many. Uh, young people are affected by disability because you just don't see it. And I realized even for somebody like me that's thinking about diversity, I was still able to realize that we'd missed a part of inclusivity here. And we posted this image and there were literally thousands of women interacting with the the first image we posted saying, I might, uh, the first one we posted, the lady had a stoma bag and there were thousands of women going, oh, I've got... um, uh, bowel problems oh I've got Crohn's or this might happen mm. to me or this has happened to me and I was like I, I was so I mean I know obviously people run businesses for financial gain but it's nice to also do something nice oh, and when I read all those comments yeah. I was like I, I was so pleased that we posted those pictures and that all those people have been positively impacted by but it really positively impacted because I suppose you know um you know, we know that sexual satisfaction is good for relationships. Yeah. That's not to say it's always the most important thing. But yeah. also, you know, desire is like largely psychological and relational and uh, uh, social. So, you yeah. know, being if you're being seen um, by society as less sexual mm. and you're not seeing yourself in images as a sexual, but that will contribute to that. To that negatively, isn't it? Won't it? Presumably? Yeah, it's like a yeah. it's like a feedback loop, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, so yeah, no, no. It was, it was a really positive thing, and we're actually going to we're about to shoot the next. Um, you know, Felicity Haywood. Yeah, yeah. we collaborate with her because her message is very on board yeah. with what we do. Um, and so we've actually because of um, Lucy May getting in touch with us and realizing we'd miss miss this um, group that should be being represented. We're actually going to work with Kelly Knox um, oh, cool. as part of the next photo shoot. Right. Um, Who's really? She's she's a really uh, interesting lady who, um, you know, does a lot for you know representing mm. uh, women with disabilities mm. in fashion, but and not uh, you know, but just representing herself as a human being. Yeah. 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 Hey, I tell you what, Emma. People do slag off social media, but I love that description of that rabbit hole of one person gets in touch and then you discover all that community of people that they know, and you couldn't have done that. 15, 20 years ago. I mean, you put a card in the local news agents. It just wouldn't have had the <laughs> yeah. same, wouldn't no, have the same no, thing. I, I think the social media has had an enormously positive impact on um, kind of democratising fashion. Vis- visibility as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's just like to, to start a brand and to reach people, say, you know, 20 years ago, you had to have had you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of budget. Yeah. Whereas now you can go on there and you can just, you can reach all sorts of people and understand about all sorts of different groups that you, you just weren't exposed to. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, it, you know, it, mm-hmm. with anything, sometimes it's about how you use the things that are there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you can you can use social media positively. Yeah. So, uh, Emma, can you tell us about the Ageless Fashion campaign? Um, yeah. So that came about when we were sort of widening our representation. And especially as um, I was getting... Yeah, a bit older myself. I'm just like, why are they like? Why? Where are all these models like twenty? Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. looking at and looking at our Google Analytics and who's buying. I'm just like, we need to have, we need to have you know older models. This is, mm. this is ridiculous. Um, and I, 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 
I know you mentioned before the the, the last fuckable day. That is, it is. I mean, I, I feel like it really hits. A... It really. Does. Can I just explain what what it is for anyone that's listening that hasn't come across yeah. it? Um, mm-hmm. So it's on. Uh, you can see it on YouTube. It's Amy Schumer's um, sketch, and it's called Last Fuckable Day, um, in which Amy Schumer comes across um, actresses uh, Patricia Arquette, Tina Fey, and Julia Dreyfus, who are having a, a boozy picnic to celebrate Dreyfus's last fuckable day, and they explain to Schumer what it means to no longer be considered fuckable in Hollywood. And and, uh, Julia Dreyfus says, you know, in every actress's life, the media decides when you finally reach the point where you're no longer believably fuckable anymore. And... uh, Schumer asks, you know, who tells men when they're no longer fuckable and the older actresses all fall about laughing because men don't have that day. They're fuckable forever. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so I'm just... So it's on YouTube. It's very, very funny. Um, but So sorry to interrupt, but carry on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so no, I think I, I think that's... Um, it's really interesting. We really kind of wanted to get away from that. And, mm. you know, I'm in my 40s and I'm still a sexual person. Although when I was watching that that clip, I was sort of I'd seen it before, but I rewatched it yesterday, and I was like, oh my god! I think somebody tried to make me have my last fuck all day when I was about thirty two, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I was, I, I, and I was like, God, society really, you know, does have a thing that you know, women over twenty eight almost are kind of mm. a bit over the hill, and I'm just like, that's so young. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And also, we know that women report higher levels of um, sexual assertion and therefore sexual satisfaction Mm. as they age. And, you know, and lots of good things, you know, about sex come with ageing. So, yeah. Well, I think it's also interesting what you said as well, because a lot of, as a society, we've kind of, we think we've moved on past the idea that, that, that sex is a biological function for producing children. Mm. But if you want to write women off, for and, and and divorce them from their sexuality when they're only in their thirties and forties. I'm sorry, as a society, you haven't moved past that. No, because you 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 you're, you are still failing to understand that the, the the pleasurable function of sexuality, mm. Um, mm. which I think is you know something that you know it's it's one of the really nice things about being alive yeah of course of course yeah yeah. and as you get older you know we don't have to think about contraception and later on periods i mean you know and with that all of that comes a new sense of sexual freedom so yeah midlife women and beyond are certainly not you know, non-sexual beings that society likes to think that they are, are they? No, no. I'm just, I'm just hearing you two talking about, um, and I can feel an Amy's overshare coming oh, on, good. Emma. Can you, this is like, <laughs> we're going to get a little Amy's overshare. We're going to do. Oh, I just, I, um, girls. I don't know if my hymen has grown back over. I, there's just nothing. I like my. It's to do with mental it's stuff, isn't it? And I and I've just yeah, yeah. I just kind of like you know. It's interesting. We were talking about fashion before and how you communicate so much with it, Emma. And I find like oh, yeah. I've just been wearing a pet, the same pair of two jeans and the same rotation of six t-shirts. <laughs> and actually, that is for me because I am quite. A, I love my vintage stuff and I love fashion. I love express. Great fashion I've got, I, sense. I, I, I love you that. You always look fabulous. No, but when I'm feeling like that, I, yeah. I feel it quite a lot and I'm just thinking oh actually I can connect that back to the fact that I'm just kind of like meh you know I've just Mm. kind of I think again with the lockdown I've put everyone else first although my husband and children would disagree with that but everyone's fed everyone's watered everyone's still alive (laughs) and that's fucking taken a lot out of me I'll tell you I just don't seem to have anything left so yeah that's um I love Mm. these I love these podcasts because I do think might be some women sitting there thinking hang on a minute 
I'm 43, uh, you know, I've not had sex for several months. Actually, what's going on? The the, the, the tap is so tightly closed <laughs> off. I need to get a wrench yeah. to get it open and get those, get the juices flowing. But well, I have to get some of your lingerie, Emma. Yeah, I need some lingerie. Or well, they just need a magic wand. They don't even need to be having sex. You can still be a sexual being without true. a partner. That's true. Even. Of course, you know I mean? of course. But I mean, that's another thing that's often very taboo, isn't it? The idea that, you know, yeah, women just enjoying themselves really. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yes, absolutely, and you know, and going back to that, you know, that sketch, uh, uh, the, the mm. word "fuckable" um, is something that sort of I was thinking about. You know, what do I? Would I actually at fifty-one, or for over the last ten years or so, would I have? Mm. Uh, found that a compliment to be called. I don't think I would. It feels like a very subservient sort of man-pleasing description. Yeah. Um, uh, it's to do with casting, isn't it? When mm. when a, when an actress walks into um, a casting director, it's like in in the in the view of that fifty-year-old white cisgender heterosexual male casting director is yeah. is she fuckable for, for the audience? Like they're going to make that decision. Mm. It's go- it's going to be within their frame of ref- reference. Mm. But you're, I think when I've looked through like you know the the stuff that you sell and the images that you um put up it's mm-hmm. um i am more about being sexy definitely yeah. but sexy but i don't think sexy is the same as fuckable sexy is being confident clever funny independent empowered no, fuckable is something, <laughs> yeah. something that's done to you <laughs> absolutely yes yes that's it yes so you yeah. know but your so your brand is as 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 i see it you know um has an ethos of empowerment uh, for women, no matter what age, size, gender identity, you know, um, that that's the case, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Mm. I, I think it's um, really important to encourage women to have agency mm. um, and to, for them to understand that, that it's, you know, it's for them to participate in the way that they want to a level that they're comfortable with, that there isn't a right way to do it or a right way you need to look in order to enjoy your sexuality. Um Mm. all of those things I think yeah. are really sort of important I also think it's interesting because we talk about the patriarchy a lot but I do think in some ways that um, the world is changing and on an individual basis I think when when women do um, sort of take agency and uh, happy to take up space with their being because it's a sort of Take, you know, having agency does involve sort of taking space in society. Mm. Generally, men do react positively to it. Mm. They, they, they don't actually want to diminish us. Yeah. Um, we've all just been stuck in this construct for such Absolutely. a long time. They've done a number on all of us, <laughs> haven't they? You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about even that thing of like age-appropriate dressing or somebody who's like a bit mutton-dressed yeah. as lamb. I mean, that that, that is... I guess that is a hangover from maybe a couple of generations before us, wasn't it? Where you know you oh, get to absolutely. a certain age and start dressing sensibly. No, I'm, I'm never dressing sensibly. No. Adhering to that, <laughs> <laughs> my my breasts are always arriving at least half an hour before I dress. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so I know you've got a new range out, which is sort of more. Am I right in thinking more everyday sort of yeah. comfortable yeah. surprise? Or could you just talk us yeah. through that? Yeah. Yeah, so we um, because um, because we've got so many customers that really love what we're doing, and we also make we make quite a lot of unusual sizes. So a lot of companies focus on making like the the modal sizes, like the most common sizes that women are. Mm. Um, but one of the things as part of our, our diversity kind of um, vision 
is that we make lots of sizes. So we actually make, uh, I think, 85 bra sizes or wow. 86 bra sizes. Wow. Um, so often when we launch a brand, we, we will launch with the modal sizes. So like, you know, the, the 32Fs, double Ds, you know, that, that kind of mm. the narrower size range. And over time, we sort of expand it out to include everyone. Right. So, so yeah, so we have, so we have quite a, a, a large customer base who actually can't get many things in their size. Mm. Um, we wanted to make a range that was um, uh, more for everyday wear, but that was still pretty. Because mm. also one of the things I, because I've got quite big boobies, mm. is that one of the things I find really agitating about bras with big boobies is they assume that you want them like strapped down and completely covered up. I know. It, yeah. Almost like they minimize the bras. And mm. I'm like, I don't need minimizing. They just need they just need something to hold them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's always like different requirements. So yeah. I kind of wanted to make um sort of pretty everyday bras. Um knowing that there were a lot of women who A felt like me about bras and also we've got all these unusual sizes that we that we cater for. Yeah. Um and then also in that we've got a non-wired bra because I am a bit of a fan on a day-to-day basis of wearing um, uh, bras without wires just because right. I'm, I'm often quite just, you know, dressed quite casually. Yeah. Um, my like, you know, my sport, sportswear but not doing any sports. Yeah. Kind of clothing. <laughs> like for a uniform. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so for that I wear a non-wired bra. So yeah. it's quite hard to find non-wired bras for big boobies. It so, is, it is. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And that the last one I had didn't have a hook and eye on the back. Right. And I was like, what kind of sadist made a, a bra for big boobies with no hook and eye on the yeah. back? It's like, do you know how hard it is to get this over your head? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. off again. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I've got quite a quite a substantial pair of puppies, I have to say. And yeah. I agree with all of that. Um, yeah. It's great because I guess you, you, you <laughs> I guess you do market research as well as um, yeah. sort of reaching out to different um, different groups, but um, you, you you know what you want as your customer, don't you? Mm. No, it's, it's exactly. Yeah, it's it's quite nice being able to like uh, to you know making sure I road test the things before they get made to check yeah. that they yeah are what I fit fit how I think they're going to fit. And I love that because um, I, I'm going to let you into a little secret. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be a fit model when I was about 27 for Arcadia, which is uh, cool. Miss Selfridge, Topshop. Um, I never knew yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh God, some of the jobs I've had, Louise, <laughs> make your hair curl. Um, but I do remember them having to kind of get rid of me uh, because I had gone from like, um, you know, the, the the model size kind of ten to maybe like a size eleven. <laughs> Uh, again, I was like 26, 27. But obviously when you go into those stores, it, yeah. it's like, well, we've we've had this conversation before, haven't we? Where you just like... Arcadia's clothes are tiny. I know. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it's, but I, I always remember, obviously, when you're in... As a model, you just obviously just stood there, just they're fitting on mm. you. But all the conversations they used to have about margins and commercial decisions. So I'm just thinking as you're saying that, like they would have never have done those in-between sizes or the, you know, all the, the, the range of sizes because they're just like it doesn't make financial sense to do that but i love that you're that's not we your actually, that's not your only intention is it no arcadia will top shop because we we also have a brand wolf and whistle and we do an awful lot of um full of bust swimwear um and getting kind of unusual sizes oh uh, right yeah wired. i was gonna ask you about that yeah so you do you yeah do swimwear as well yeah okay and then sort of um, Topshop saw that we had it on ASOS and then they inquired about it and then basically after ch- you know 
chasing up us for it. They basically then replied that the, the, the top shop women didn't have breasts. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. You totally have entirely missed the point of this brand existing, approached us, and then, and then, and I'm pretty sure women do have breasts. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think they kind of, um, no. I think perhaps it's part why they've fallen out of favor a little bit. They haven't understood that, you know, yeah, the range of women's bodies well, and I'd, businesses that cater for that are doing yeah. a lot better. Well, thankfully, yes, because I mean, up mm. until sort of really recently, and it's only just changing. You know, you know, if you're either, you know, if you're not sort of an average size and a, or really slim, or you know, you're you're going to end up, you're just faced with really dull clothes and lingerie options because retailers yeah. just don't offer a, a range of, of sizes or you saying. sit in the wrong not the wrong <laughs> size bra as you were saying before it's patronizing to think that anyone yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't know that but if you were sort of like in your early 20s you're like oh well no this is just the way it is that i just feel completely uncomfortable and restricted mm. all day yeah. that's just that i just have to put up with that i guess mm. no no it's inter- interesting stuff so yeah i mean obviously i'm i'm 43 as well emma and i'm kind of like you know i was i was having a bit of a clear out of my underwear drawer actually and I've got oh, what can only be described as some cheese grater uh, thongs and I'm just like I, I, it's so uncomfortable for me to wear that and, and then I'm kind of like having a little look online and I do feel a bit sort of intimidated by you know like w- what what's out there would you what would you say to women like me who are kind of like you know have trying gonna leap in the into the lingerie uh, experience I would say that you shouldn't be at all intimidated that you sh- that it should be something that you you can still enjoy doing don't accept society's ideas that just because you're over the age of 28 that you're you know that you should cover yourself up or that you shouldn't be you know a sexual being and that, but also you know g-string doesn't have you know it doesn't have to be a g-string yeah exactly there are loads of ways to express yourself you know sexually through lingerie and you can yeah. find things that you feel comfortable in mm. i guess that's me uh, um so again equating oh well i've got to i guess i've got to wear a thong to be sexy but actually it that that's no. actually quite dated isn't it oh, yeah i oh, was really say, dated. i thought that was like sort of like 90s i think you've like you've stuck there with your pants and you need to <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, to be honest it's 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 quite interesting there's sort of a cultural thing there so in america g-string still sell really well yes. in the uk g-strings so atrociously women are just like yeah take the g-strings away yeah <laughs> yeah get out of my crack i want my granny pants on but maybe in a nice sheer no, looks fabric like, yeah 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 no no high waist briefs sell really well for us um as do like kind of just just normal briefs like you know kind of classic briefs um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. women in because- the uk are right over g-strings <laughs> yeah uh, do you think it's because millennials are going i'm not wearing that you know whereas like like 20 we, years we ago we put ourselves we were, through it wouldn't yeah, we like, I just remember oh god sticking on thongs and just being like <laughs> literally hating it um, and like and not actually sticking with it for very long because I'm a bit bolshy like that but but it's think- that whole VPL do you remember that like yeah. you couldn't have a pair of yeah. tight jeans on, or, or yeah. trousers with a VPL oh, I never understood that I mean I was just like what is so offensive about a pair of knickers absolutely, I have that absolutely I'm wearing yes. <laughs> it's, but do you um, think millennials oh, are not putting up with that shit anymore they're just like not wearing those bloody uncomfortable i think it's a whole part of like the body positivity Mm. movement and women um rejecting kind of traditional ideas about what is sexy and uh and kind of understanding that that sexuality and comfort can coexist in the same space yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean ironically it's quite 50s to have the full Mm. the full sort of brief isn't it 
it is, which, yeah. which is quite ironic. Yes, at some point yeah. they, they just wanted to cut that fabric right down to save cost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Well, I think also it's what you were saying right at the beginning about how a lot of uh, kind of sexuality and the... Um, and sexual enjoyment is actually it derives from psychological origins mm. and like so it's not really about the size of the pants it's about how you feel when you wear them yeah yeah, yeah. and Precisely. so so yeah. you'll wear something that's comfortable and you you can still you know be being yeah. really quite you know expressing your sexuality and so just for anyone that wants to go and have a look on your website playful promises and it's all online is it it's all online. Yeah, and there's um, lots of guidance for sizing and all of that sort of thing. So there's a there's a digital fitting room on there where mm. you can uh, put your measurements in and tells you how to do it, or it just refers you to what 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 asks you some questions about what bra size you're wearing and asks you some questions about it if you can't be bothered to find a tape measure because. Obviously, being a fashion designer, I generally have a tape measure to hand. Yeah. But I'm not sure how many other women do God, have tape measures to hand. God, you thought of God, right. Okay. <laughs> and so, have you got a good returns system in case somebody does get that and it's not quite right, you can send it back? Um, you can definitely send it back. Yeah. Um, we're just actually about to install free returns. We haven't got that yet. Um, but we, I think that we've got really low returns rate. It's like around 11%. So I think that wow. Oh, wow. generally people... So what uh, you've they, got set up on the website is working, and yeah, I, know, I think generally really people well are able through. to yeah. able to work out what size they are from our from our guidance. Okay. Thank you so yes. much, Emma. It's been great to chat to you. Yeah, it really has. That was Thank lovely you. to to talk to you, ladies, yeah. too. I think um, it's really important that women who are you know as we're getting older that we're still our, our sexuality is recognised and that people aren't scared to talk about the menopause and all these things. I think it's really important. Yeah. yeah. And also I think that when you do put um, some, you know, your underwear on and, and and you love that and then you obviously layer your outfit, it does give you a bit of a, a different outlook on that day, doesn't it? It's like, okay, the world is on fire and everything's shit, but I look great <laughs> and, I, and I feel great. I can, I, I can handle this. Fantastic. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Okay, Thanks, Emma. Then. Take care. Bye. Bye. Produced by Louise Daniels. Visit louise-daniels.com. And on the next episode of Insane in the Fembrain with Rich Wilson, model Felicity Haywood. Bigger women were not used in fashion editorials. At that time, I was working a lesbian speed dating night at the Retro Bar. Right, okay. And I got an email from someone saying, like, is anyone representing you? Like, would you like to be represented as a model? And I just, I burst out laughing. I thought someone was punking me. It then turns out... The person that emailed me was the ginger one from the Sugar Babes who was currently working at a model agency at the time. So it's all a bit peculiar. Oh, that's mad. <laughs> so weird. And um, yeah, I got that's signed. incredible. And became, you know, the UK's first plus-size model of, of my age. That's Insane in the Fembrain with Rich Wilson. Out Thursday the 1st of October at 6pm. Search it up wherever you get your podcasts. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.